Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hey everyone, it's Wendy again. Welcome to another edition of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. Today's call is one that struck me so magnificently. And the truth is, I'm going to wind up doing entire podcasts and in the near future, doing some events around and speaking engagements around this specific topic. It's one that intrigues me magnificently. And I've seen it with clients my entire career. Our inner rebel, the part of us that wants to say no when our mouth says yes, the part of us that wants to not do what someone else says we should do, that rebel, it kicks up in our food, realistically, and our body and our body image and our weight, the part of us that doesn't want to conform to diet standards, the part of us that wants to hide, the part of us that's angry. This is the part that I'm talking to in today's live Q&A. Please remember on these live Q&As, it is revised for content, not quality. We do not splice or take out, change, edit, tuning, or anything of that because we want to keep the content intact. These are live on a pre-recorded line for a business that I currently own and help doctors in their parameters of helping their clients in the psychological backbone of the construct of weight loss. So please listen for the content because it's magnificent what this client brings to the call and the conversation that we had that ensued. Please also take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com. Over the next six months, you're going to see new things regularly moving up in the world and continuing to help you all overcome. I have a question. Yeah. My name is working with Dr. Mm-hmm. And I'm a diabetic. I started my program as a diabetic program. I was on nine medications when I began the program. I have now gotten that down to only three medications. Just adjusted my program to not be a diabetic program. The A1C is currently at six, but I haven't really been losing weight, and that struggle has kind of been hard for me. It kind of goes up a little bit and then comes down, and I know that my medications played a role in some of what I've gone through, but I also know that my relationship with food, I guess you could say, it's been about, I don't know, maybe like a little bit of rebellion and a little bit of I get to control it. No one else gets to tell me what to do kind of thing. I've had a past experience of being hungry, of being homeless, of being a poor student. So that all plays a role in, you know, like if I'm hungry, I'm not going to not eat. So Mm -hmm. that's a battle for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to, you know, like go beyond that. I'm aware of it. I know it, but I'm not always, self-disciplined enough to not let it be the controlling factor. 
spot it. Okay. I'm curious to the word that you use called self-discipline because I don't hear that you don't have discipline. I heard that you have a trigger. I heard that you have a rebel. I heard that you have a past. I heard that you have a story. I didn't hear anything about the fact that you don't have discipline, just so you know. So I'm curious as to why you use that word. I guess I kind of look at it as sort of like a self-control kind of concept. You know, like just because you're mad doesn't mean that you let your mouth run away with you. Just because you're hungry doesn't mean that you have to stuff your face in a sense. But I think that's part of the history that I come with is I'm not as financially secure as I'd like to be. And in that position, that's always survival mode that, like, not living in, in the abundance that I may have, living in the scarcity in a sense. I'm always waiting for the shoe to drop, you know, for there not to be enough, because there has been more times when it's been true. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, watch your labels about self-discipline or self-control. I don't think that's there for you. I don't know you very well. It's my first time speaking with you. But let me tell you what I do here. I hear a woman that's committed who got on a call to get help. So first and foremost, kudos, right? So I hear a woman that's committed. I hear a woman that knows her triggers and can recognize why and when and where hunger triggers her to want to eat. And I get it. And you get it. Now, here's what we have to do. One, you can retrain your brain to start to get out of survival mode because in survival mode, what happens is that past story stays present, is that past fear becomes in the moment. And you have to start to recognize that you're here and it's now and you're not back there. And there's some easy ways to start that process, but that would be one thing you could start to do to keep you here and not back there, which would help with the triggers. Because part of why we get triggered is a trigger essentially is an external or environmental force that happens that moves our brain back to a past event that then changes our action emotionally based on that past event and not on the present moment in time, right? So we've got to just help deregulate your brain. And you can do something by doing some things on your iPhone that surround and talk about the vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S. We know that the vagus nerve is intricately involved in PTSD, trauma response, and triggers. It's an easy way to start learning about it, understanding it. There's a gazillion meditations online and ways that you can massage your vagus nerve. It's a way that you can start to help your brain tell itself that it's here and now. So that's one part. The other part that I heard is that rebel part. We all have it. It's a healthy thing. When it becomes unhealthy is when we use it against ourselves instead of for ourselves. Our rebel is the person or the part of us, right, that if someone treats us 
unkindly, unfairly, or with disrespect, that rebel is going to come out and go, hey, not okay, right? The rebel is the part of us that goes, you know what? I'm going to run to the beach. I'll catch y'all later. <laughs> That's where the rebel works for us. Where it works against us is when we let old habits, patterns, or behaviors control the rebel in a way that it works against us. So you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do, even if it's bad for me, because I just want to do what I want to do. Now, we all have done that. I've done it. I'm sure everybody on this call has done it because we all were teenagers at one point in time. The rebel comes alive in adolescence and it never dies. I don't care what age you are, you will always have a rebel. What it's learning to do with that rebel, though, is it's learning to talk to it and to say, hey, listen, I get you don't want to be controlled by somebody else. I get it. I don't want to be told what to eat. But where we have to go is bringing our adult self up into the ranks to just say, we don't have to eat like this forever. This is just a for now thing to help my body heal because I've done some things that haven't been so good for it and it needs to heal and it needs to change its weight so that my diabetes can get under control even better and that I can continue to come off my medications and it can be the healthiest version of me that I can be in the world. Your rebel is a healthy part of you. You just have to speak to it healthfully in order to let it align with your goals and to not hurt you. Okay, I've just talked a whole lot. Questions, comments, thoughts? I had hoped since I started this program that you would do a whole session on rebellion. I can. <laughs> do you want me to? <laughs> I would love to hear that. Sure. There may be an old podcast. I feel like I talk about the rebel a lot. I could have swore I did one. Do you know how to access the podcast? I probably do. It's at your homepage, right? Yeah, you can go to my homepage. I can't tell you which number it is, but I swear I could have done one on the rebel. I don't know if I've done a full one, but I, I'm sure we've got a podcast on it, but I can bring her and, and him back around. <laughs> uh, men have rebels too. I think women just come out in a different way, but I, I'm glad to do that. And I can put that in the, in the forecast for the end of July, if you want. That would be wonderful. Certainly. I love talking about the rebel. Our rebel is so good for us. We just use it against ourselves. I think um, we're trained to. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a way that we, okay, I'm going to say something really deep, so to speak. We don't really have great ways of expressing our anger outwardly that are acceptable. And I believe that the rebel becomes angrier and angrier 
when inside of us if we cannot and do not do that. And that rebel then doesn't feel safe going outward with that anger, so it turns inward. And it moves against us. And it's angry at us, even though it's not really angry at us. We haven't really done anything wrong. Or maybe we have and haven't forgiven ourselves. That's a whole other topic, right? But but that the rebel really works against us. And so many of us then try to shut that part of us off and, like, close it in a back closet and not ever go and talk to that part of ourselves. We all have different parts. It doesn't mean that we have different personalities. If you study internal family systems, which is a type of psychotherapy, you recognize the fact that we just have different characteristics of ourselves. And the rebel is one of our characteristics. But we lock our rebel away in a closet, and we don't ever want to see her again. But that rebel is strong, and it uses things like food or sleep or exercise or, you know, addiction against us. That's what it does. There's ways to curtail it and talk to it. There's ways to work with it, which is what I was just talking to another caller about. Ways to, to work with that rebellious part of us to just recognize, hey, it's not other people telling us how to eat or those other people that are talking to us about how to eat, or they're not doing it to try and control us. They're doing it to try to help. They're doing it to align on the team so that the body can do what it needs to do to heal from whatever. So the rebel is is a super cool part of us if you can harness it and learn to talk to it and let that part of you out when you can and let it move you into being a really healthy, full-fledged, free, fun adult. We'll do a whole call on it. Hey, it's Michelle. Um, On the podcast for everyone, it's episode 131. That would be a resource until this next podcast, but this was episode 131, Unleashing Your She-Wolf, Your Rebel with the Cause. This is why I love Michelle. (laughs) She's like, she's like, she's like my right, my right arm. (laughs) Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. There's a couple other live Q&As regarding that as well, but that's the podcast you're referring to, which somehow was almost a year, well, over a year ago, which is kind of crazy. I know. Stop it. Oh my God. As soon as you said the title, I'm like, oh, yeah, I just did that. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was a year ago. I'll, I will do something new on it, though. I'll bring something new. I mean, it's, I could almost revisit that, you know, a few times a year, realistically. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.